Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. All right, welcome to Yahoo Sports College Podcast. I'm Dan Wetzel, joined as always by Pete Thamel. Pat Forty, well, maybe not always, but enough. Pete, good to have you back. Glad you made it back from State College. Uh, now, look, this podcast this time of year is usually heavily college football, but this is the Yahoo Sports College podcast. And let me tell you, when we've got a federal trial <laughs> throwing dirt all over college basketball, $100,000 payouts, $90,000 payout, $20,000, $40,000, man, it was like price is right. <laughs> At the Daniel Moynihan Federal Courthouse today in Lower Manhattan. We are going to talk about it. Let me just give you one little bit of how good this trial got today. At one point, the federal judge, the esteemed and honorable Lewis Kaplan, guy's like 70 years old, he's sitting behind the bench, and he literally said this sentence. So the rent-a-cops were in the dorm when the hookers were brought in. <laughs> Now, I know a lot happens in the Southern District of New York, <laughs> but that one's pretty good. He was trying to decide how much of Louisville's last problems should be uh, admissible in what he's calling Louisville's current problems, which center basically on the uh, the buying of uh, recruit Brian Bowen uh, for a hundred grand from Adidas. Uh, so I was at the court today, uh, and you're, you're getting the almost exclusive. Very few media there. Uh, so here it is. Uh, I can tell you that uh, this is a scorched earth. The defense of Merle Code and Jim Gatto, Adidas executives and consultants, and uh, Christian Dawkins, the middleman, if you will, budding middleman, a young guy, is basically we concede everything. We paid everybody, and we don't care because this isn't an, a, a federal violation, a federal offense. This isn't fraud. Uh, wire fraud or conspiracy they don't care what school gets it who gets thrown under the bus what gets said they don't care and they'll they are going to admit of, of violating every NCAA rule possible because their basic strategy is the NCAA rules are not the laws of this country and uh it's it's i don't know what i don't know how big this will get i i don't think it's going to get too big but uh, you know right there in the opening statements Gatto's uh, attorney um, just throws out that the reason uh, they were paying uh, Bowen 
a hundred grand to go to Louisville was because uh, the University of Oregon, a Nike school, was going to pay him a quote astronomical amount to go to Oregon. Just throws it out there. Says the evidence will show that. So Lord knows what evidence is there. Uh, there were all sorts of other things. Um, it, 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 it was pretty. It was pretty wild uh, for for college basketball. I think it could be a lot wilder, but. There definitely was some dirt getting thrown around. Dan, um, can I interject? Did the lawyer, yeah. after she said that, say $1 million and like put her pinky <laughs> on her lip? What is astronomical? Yeah. About? like <laughs> They didn't blink at the 150 that was getting discussed for Nasir Little to either go to Arizona or Miami. So if 150 wasn't like, quote, astronomical, but then, so they say basically go... They had to pay him a hundred grand to quote level the playing field for Louisville. Like this is what was getting thrown around out there. So I don't know. Um, Maybe don't Pat know and I can bet on that and race for the case this week. We could set an over under on what the Oregon number will be, and then uh, you know we could we can find out as the trial unfolds. <laughs> I would set it at three hundred twenty five thousand, Pat. Man, I tell you what, Brian Bowen wasn't worth it. But that's a whole other matter. Uh, <laughs> The, the the street value was clearly very high for this young man, but yeah. no, Dan, it's, uh, it's pretty. Um, as opening arguments go, this was an eye opener, was it not? I mean, they came out swinging. Well, yeah, I mean, they're they're just not. Cons- they just said we're not. Ru- I think uh, Steve Haney, who represents Dawkins, says we're not running from it. Like yeah. we we did all this. <clears throat> this is how the system works, and. The way the case breaks down, not that anyone really cares whether these guys are convicted or not, or even know who they are, but basically the government is just all in on this NCAA and all in on this idea that if you violate the rule, so the, the, the concept is if I pay a recruit uh, and he no longer has, he loses, he is now ineligible to play college basketball. Let's say I just, it's school X. I have now defrauded school X because they are now playing against their knowledge and wishes an ineligible player. And so, hence, I have now committed a wire fraud, conspiracy of wire fraud, all this stuff. What these guys are saying is, you know, hello, real world. Okay? (laughs) Like, we're helping the schools. We are trying to help Adidas schools by using Adidas money to send them Adidas recruits. And they all knew. And these coaches would call Jim Gatto and call these guys and say, help out. What can you do? Now, did they say, you know, people, their basic premise is college coaches only care about the NCAA rules is don't get caught. Yeah. That's it. So does Rick Pitino say, hey, I think you need to give 100000 to Brian Bowen? Or does he say to Jim Gatto, hey, can you help us out here? What can you do for us? Can you help us out a little bit on this kid? What You know, what do we got to do? And it's all implied. And so – that's the that's the dispute and so these guys are like they're they want the defense wants every bit of sorted detail they can to get out about college basketball they want to get the nevin shapiro case thrown in here because it's miami (laughs) they want this this is why the stripper stripper gate is in because the stripper gate ends in like june or may of 2017 i don't know when did they strip june june is when they got hit with the sanctions okay they get hit and patino gets dinged and they take they vacate the national championship right they did 
Yes, okay. and then they lost the appeal in like October, but the the first it was first vacated in June, and that's the same time. Yeah, that they're sending uh, Bowen to to Louisville, and that summer one of their assistant coaches is in a hotel room. Apparently, we're going to see it on videotape saying, "Hey, we need to be careful." I'm paraphrasing it, but this is what's promised. We need to be careful. We're on probation. So the, the defense is going, look, like Christian Dog is 21 years old at that point, or 22 years old. He's a 22-year-old runner. It's clear to him that Louisville doesn't give a crap about this thing. Just get them players. So how could he be defrauding when he's like, I'm acting at their wishes? And that's really what this case is about. And uh, to me, the defense is in the right. And the, the I don't know what world the government lives in in this, but it's Pollyanna idea, you know, that like, Oh yeah, these schools are totally against it. Like, no, everyone knows who these guys are. Why, why are Tom Izzo and Sean Miller and all these guys calling a 22 year old (laughs) dude who runs a new program from Michigan all the time? Why are they all blowing up his phone? You know, just out of the goodness of their heart. No, No, they know what's going on. See that. Okay. That's the, the, the crux of the matter here. You know, there's obviously there are two things at play. There is a legal issue, and there is certainly a, a viable argument whether it the, whether these lo- were broken laws, whether the government should be chasing after these, and then there's the NCAA fallout that's coming from this, and that's the stuff obviously that's of greater interest to Joe Fan out there because nobody cares whether Christian Dawkins is getting a year in minimum security. Uh, so you know, they, there's there's basically two different. I think things at play here, but the thing that's going to reverberate for years in college basketball is not whether Christian Dawkins goes to jail. It's who's going on probation for this, who's losing jobs, who's losing banners, that sort of thing. And there should be uh, a lot of that happening. So here's what got said today. I'll give a recap. There was the admission that a hundred grand was given to or attempt they began to give they were giving it in installments to the mm-hmm. family of uh, brian bowen mm-hmm. uh who's going to testify later this week and what could be pretty interesting uh so he so brian bowen jr uh tugs bowen as they're calling him would go to louisville they, they said that that was because um quote you know like i said oregon was going to pay mr Mon- bowen money to go to oregon uh so that was thrown out there uh later um, Jim Gatto's attorney, uh, what's her name? Casey Donnelly said, uh, let's see. Um, Gatto provided a $20,000 payment to recruit Silvio D'Souza to attend Kansas, another Adidas school. Uh, he did that, however, only after, quote, Under Armour had paid D'Souza $20,000 to commit to the University of Maryland. Jim was asked if Jim could match the offer so D'Souza could go to Kansas. That's what she said. She didn't say who uh, specifically made the asking. Uh, Also thrown out there, Gatto and Code said they absolutely discussed a $150,000 payment to recruit Nasir Little to attend the Adidas-sponsored University of Miami, but that came only after evidence would show, quote, the University of Arizona was going to pay or offered to pay $150,000 for Nasir Little go to Arizona. So again, another match. Um, Don, oh, well, back to Kansas. The prosecution, in just a one-liner, just was thrown in there, uh, said uh, that Billy Preston, 
was was paid or agreed to be paid ninety thousand dollars to attend Kansas. He was a recruit who wrecked his car, um, or wrecked a car on campus before the season and was immediately suspended because the Kansas compliance people could not figure out exactly who owned the car. Um, so he got 90 grand and maybe there was a car involved too. He never actually played for KU. Uh, and then finally, uh, NC state, uh, former NC state player, Dennis Smith jr. His family received 40 K while playing for the Wolfpack. Although they were, the defense was adamant that this was not an inducement to sign with North Carolina state. Because uh, he always dreamed of playing there. I don't know what the heck difference that makes. <laughs> but those were the numbers thrown around today in the first day of the trial. Um, that's, a, that's a lot of money. Can I can I ask the first question, Dan? Yeah. In, in our cross-examination of your, uh, of your New York court field trip, do me this favor. Set the scene for everyone of court today. Like, I think of that courthouse, I think of Michael Cohen getting let out of there at cuffs. You know what I mean? Like, is it, this isn't like your, oh, yeah. your, your rinky-dink county court. Like, give people a, a little word picture of, you know, when you go in, there's, like, security. You can't bring your phone. Like, just walk people through a little bit well, of the yeah, experience. Well, yeah, federal courts are always tight. Uh, you can't – no electronics, can't have your phone. But it's a gorgeous building right in, in lower Manhattan. Right next to it is the New York Supreme Court, which is um, has the staircase uh, – the the front of that Supreme Court has been in like a hundred movies. Right, it's got this dramatic, like, like at the Godfather, I think they shoot one of the guys at the end of Godfather Two, like on those stairs and they fall down, like very famous scene. And then the courthouse is unbelievable, twenty six stories tall, marble walls, wood paneling in. This like, again, looks like it's out of a movie. Incredible views of all over Manhattan. They also this is a ridiculous trial to have in this thing because it's like. This is so dumb. This is pretty dumb. But I also <laughs> attended three deflate gate hearings in this place. So <laughs> now you think this is stupid? Like this is <laughs> like they would they had like a million they had like forty attorneys in there, like Roger Goodell, like John Mara, Tom Brady, and they're arguing over like one point point one percent of a yeah, mm-hmm. PSI level. Like Serious, like this country's so awesome. We're so frivolous. <laughs> We're so ridiculous. It's great. Um, so this makes this thing seem like an important case. That or that makes this seem. But um, you got three defendants. You got about again. You got about forty attorneys up there. It's all buttoned down. Super serious. And uh, they're talking about stuff like shoe wars and their decommits. Like some of the terms are pretty funny. It sounded like something <laughs> off of like a Rivals.com podcast. <laughs> And, and like they're trying to explain to the jurors, none of whom know anything about college basketball, like how this all works. Like they were they, they had jury selection on Monday and they made like they go, all right, who here has heard of this case? OK, there's like 60 people in the room, like five people, like rate three, like stand up. Yeah, I have a couple other like kind of there were like three basketball fans. One guy's like, yeah, I'm a University of Connecticut fan. And uh, yeah, I've read about it. And then the next guy's like, "Well, I'm a Syracuse fan and not a fan of the University of Connecticut." Which, <laughs> like so, so <laughs> some of us laugh, but most of them are like, "What the heck's the University of this?" Or you know, yeah. Um, so they they both got bounced. The UConn guy, this is funny. He was claiming <laughs> he had no opinion on the NCAA. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm like, you, the NCAA has destroyed yeah. the University of Connecticut's basketball program. <laughs> Everybody's got an opinion. On the <laughs> yeah. 
Not believable. Um, so they dumped him. I, so most of these people have no idea. They don't care. And this guy's like, like they're explaining that like Mark Godfrey flew in a helicopter to impress Dennis Smith Jr. They rented a helicopter and landed it on the front of his lawn of his school to, to, to impress him. Like they're trying to explain like how absurd college basketball recruiting is. And some of these people are just like, what the heck? <laughs> um, so it, it's, I don't know what to say. It, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty wild. I'll say this one thing that, if it, it, I thought it was unfair, if you thought if you had a negative opinion of the NCAA or thought the NCAA's rules were not right, you were basically bounced. But if you had a positive opinion of the NCAA and thought they were didn't have, or thought they were fine, you got to stay. Mm. I, I'm like, no, nah, that's not like the middle ground is not. Yes, right. kids shouldn't get paid. Right, like I was yeah. like, that's uh, I'm, not, I'm not really buying that, man. I take that on appeal. That's let, for let jury selection. Uh, yeah. Go ahead, Pete. I'll, I'll, I'll let you get the next question, Pat. I'm being antsy here. Like, put yourself in the in the mind of a juror who's just like some random accountant from you know the Lower East Side, Yonkers or something. You, you know, doesn't know anything about that, and all of a sudden, like gets put in this bubble warp of decommits and cash payments and helicopters and all this craziness. Like, what would you think if you were just like, you know, if you just had no knowledge of the sport and the underbelly and the craziness and the corruption and you saw today and yesterday? Well, I think you would figure it out quick because the defense was like, look, you can make, look, here's what you get. The kid gets a scholarship. The coach gets $7 million, The school gets, you know, Louisville gets 45 million. The NCAA gets a billion. Like this is big business. And I think you understand that it's big business right away. I think that, you know, this is probably just my opinion, but I I think they, the defense has a, has a pretty good chance here because I think in New York, particularly like the idea that someone's getting a buck or getting over a little on the rules it's just not that big of a deal. Everybody's getting over on something in New York, you know? And the guy, like one of the defense attorneys is like, the NCA is like your kid's youth soccer league. If it made a billion dollars, like, like, <laughs> like there's rules in your kid's youth soccer league, <laughs> but they don't really matter, you know? And then they're like, there's rules in your apartment. Like, you don't leave, you leave the trash out when you shouldn't, you can get in trouble, but that doesn't mean you broke a federal law. And I think that's got a lot of like, there's a, a good way to resonate there with people. Like, what is this all about? Like, really? So if two, like, like, how is he again? Like, how am I trying to hurt a school by getting them good players? Right. You know, like, I don't know. We'll, we'll see, but Man, trying to like base your entire federal case on a love of NCA rules is just, uh, you know, they got all these compliance directors are going to come in and prop this thing up and talk about how much the school cares. And like, if they can get the, the stripper gate admitted into like where the, it, it can be admitted as evidence, like, are you going to believe the, the compliance guy who oversaw the school while stripper gate was going on? Yeah. John Carnes on the compliance or on the yeah, witness he's list. Up, yeah. He's on the witness list. And yeah. so it's like, okay, he's going to come in and right. tell you how, uh, it was terrible. You know, we're, 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 we're diligent here at university of Louisville. And it's like, well, they're having hookers in the dorm. Like how diligent are you? Yeah. Right. And then when, when you, well, when you got caught, you didn't get rid of the coach. You kept them. 
Yeah. And then he got caught again, you know? So I, I don't know, man. It's, you know, I, 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 Pete, you lived in New York for a while. I mean, there's yeah. a sort of, just sort of ethos of like, Hey yeah. man, life's hard. We're all trying to, yeah. you know, everyone's searching for that extra hundred square feet. You know, everyone's just, yeah, there's every, everybody's got a hustle, right? That, like yeah. everyone's, everyone's got, got a hustle. Yeah. You have to, you can't survive here without a hustle. Yeah. The hustle is so almost I, endearing in New York, you know, like, in in Iowa or whatever, the hustle is looked at very skeptically. In New York, it's just like another part of the day, you know. Yeah, and and like Christian Dawkins is like, you know, they're telling the story of Christian Dawkins, who's the, who's this you know middle middleman who kind of just rose to power. He's very charismatic, but he's a young guy, like twelve years old. He's running a scouting service out of his basement and get you know, and he's he you know by 21 he's got an aau team and a foundation and he's trying he wants to be a pro sports agent and he hooks up with a pro sports agent andy miller and he's supposed to be the the runner and this is you know and you can kind of see everybody like kind of nodding their head like all right i get it you know this guy's got a high school education he's he's coming from nothing he's from saginaw michigan and all of a sudden he's got all these coaches calling and he's the maneuver and it's like are you gonna fault him because like the uh, the government was going you see the greed on these guys, you know? And it's like, what's the greed? Like, yeah. you know, I mean. In New York, it's opportunism. Yeah. yeah. Like, guys, yeah, of course he wants to be a big-time sports agent. Who cares? He's 22. <laughs> you know, like, right. of course. And then, you know, they made a big – um, Jim Gatto makes $137,000 a year at Adidas. What's a really good amount of money? Unless you live in Manhattan. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. I don't think anyone's like, oh, well, you got 137, you know, like, yeah, it's good salary. But this guy wasn't getting rich. He worked at Adidas for 25 years and got up to 137,000. And we're supposed to believe it's all about greed. Like, if this guy's greedy, he could have found a much better way to make more money than that. Like, he's a marketing guy and he's this is how it works. And so I don't know. I. It's probably just my worldview, but I kind of think I'm a little more aligned with this than than if this trial was in Indianapolis, it might be a very different deal. Yeah. All right. I got two questions for you. One, a journalism logistics question, and then two, uh, a, a, a trial-related question. But it's all right. So no electronics in the courthouse. You tweeted some of the money news there about, you know, who's getting what. Uh, did you have to run out and tweet that, or what What, what did you do? And did and then when, when did you write your story? Yeah, I, uh, yeah. You come down at lunch. You get your uh, phone back. Mm -hmm. My laptop. They ch you can check it, and then I just uh, t tweeted out the details. And I sat down at a park with one of those uh, like classic New York City like chess tables. Yeah. Wrote it on the chess table. So yeah, popped it up. <laughs> Where'd out. you get the Wi-Fi? I got a hot spot on my phone. Oh, how about that? Yeah, I'm a little more together than you think. <laughs> but all right, so I mean, like, is there competitive pressure at that point? Because there's other media outlets there, or not? Ah, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sure, but that's I it. Mean, not... That's a three-word humble brag right there. That's a three-word humble brag. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, don't worry about the other guys. Dan Wetzel I mean, what are you gonna has do? got. I don't know. Can someone type quicker on the on the uh, who types faster on the on the uh, chessboard table at the park? I mean, you know, what Just are you going to be? Five seconds behind uh, ESPN.com. Trying to give people a little picture here. Okay. Uh, I mean, I'm writing quick, but you only got like an hour. Right. Like the, like the if you're not back in the courtroom in an hour, you're not in there. Yeah. So was so, it overcrowded and, today, Dan? 
wasn't very crowded. It was okay. a little at the beginning, but it'll mm-hmm. it'll die out. There's going to be even less media tomorrow and going forward. I don't know how big this case is going to be. Like, we need a lot of dirt to come out. Today was pretty good, but we need some good dirt. Or, or I don't think fans really care. Like well, you, Pat said, like, no one cares. Merle Code beats the rap. No. Um, but they do care if their school's getting wrapped. They do yeah. care if University of Oregon gets wrapped because yeah. they're gonna they're gonna say he's a hundred is a hundred thousand dollars. So that's uh, all right. That's my second question here. Is uh, if uh, if 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 these schools have been protesting their innocence, right? right. And they were they were instructed by the NCAA when all this blew up to self-examine. They self-examined. They did nothing. Now this is coming out, and everybody's like, hey, this was an open secret. What are the schools going to do, and how long is it going to take them to react to this? Ah, man. They're not going to do anything. What are they waiting for? Anybody to care. It's the whole trial. They're Let's not gonna cut do to the athletic director's office. La, 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 la. Put a strong, strongly worded statement will be released on our website. I mean, I'm sorry, but you can. Everyone knows what's going on. I, one of the attorneys said, right, "Like if you're involved in this, you accept you accept the risk." Yeah. Right. Like, go become the University of Chicago. You know, you can be one of the great academic institutions of the of the country. Right. And just That's bail like, out. I mean, I, what, do you, what do you think? Oregon really is gonna what? What are they gonna do? Even if they catch this, they're just all, here's what they're going to do. Hope it doesn't get to football. <laughs> yeah. Hope it doesn't involve right. football. But that's okay now. But these schools have taken this public stance that they care very deeply about the NCAA rules. Yeah, they don't. And we are very concerned about our integrity. We, the, uh, the integrity of the schools of the utmost importance. Well, the integrity's just been called on in federal court by somebody admitting, yeah, we did it. And the, pro- the prosecution has alleged it. The defense has admitted it. I'm just wondering how long schools can sit there and say, ah, we're just kind of going to hang on and see what we decide to do with old, uh, you know, Dana Altman or Sean Miller or whoever. Let me put it this way. I don't know who was in the courtroom, everyone in the courtroom, okay? Right. There's a lot of attorneys there. It's a bunch of people. But, like, the University of Arizona, Kansas, NC State, Maryland, like, the ones we knew were coming – should have had somebody in the courtroom. Yeah. Now maybe that's a law firm and they might have. Like I didn't there's no ADs there. But somebody or you know, I didn't see anybody I know. Mm-hmm. And may, but maybe they hired a law firm, they got someone up there, the general counsel. But like you can't just sit there and be like, "Oh, that's happening. What? Oh, well, we just first we heard about it. We'll be there to hear about it." Yeah. You know? Well, that's my point. Is is they basically everybody was they put on care. blast a year ago and they didn't no, do anything. Nobody ever cares. <laughs> Like it, that's the whole point of these rules. They only care about not getting caught or about yeah, not getting caught or if they do putting up the impression that they tried to stop it. Like that's why these schools now, like, you know, I always call it the national collegiate industrial athletic complex. Like they now have like 30 member compliance departments. Like they've created an industry to try to pretend they're following these bullshit rules. That's mm-hmm. like, why don't you just get rid of the rule? How much does your compliance department cost? You're spending a couple million on that. You know, like get rid of all those guys 
and 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 give more scholarships. You don't. Even, they're not even. I hate the NCAA because they're not even fully scholarshiped. We talked about this, Pat. Like the swimmers, yeah. The field hockey players, like at least the football kids are all getting like there's 85 scholarships. But like, hey, men's soccer, five scholarships. Congratulations. <laughs> well, it takes uh, 20 kids to have a team. Like you know. <laughs> Like, but that's what we're going to have two compliance officers watching you each making 75 K. Yeah. So <laughs> make sure you don't get your scholarship money. Like they don't care. That's the whole point. If Louisville cared, they would have been so aghast after the, after hookers were in their dorm. <laughs> and instead nobody got fired. And uh, then all the same people, oversaw the next thing and you got a guy hey man we got to be careful now we're on probation <laughs> that's hey again i said it a year ago i'll say it now if that's not a candidate for the death penalty i don't know what is but anyway pete back to you so this is my question you you tweeted out yesterday dan uh the list of schools during jury selection that may come up in the trial yeah. arizona louisville nc state miami kansas lsu oregon depaul creighton texas oklahoma state and usc Obviously, a pretty good, pretty good list there of uh, yeah. you know geographic variety. Uh, you got some Catholic basketball schools, some football powers. A nice grab bag uh, of sort. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we could just take one of those schools hypothetically that there is a wiretap and they hit play in the courtroom tomorrow, next week, whatever. And it, there's Coach X from School Y on the wiretap saying to one of these hustlers, Merle Code or Christian Dawkins or these middlemen who are greasing the skids, all right, we will pay you 150 grand for Dan Wetzel, the 6'9 power forward yeah. from uh from Big Hops from too. BC High. Yeah. From Boston <laughs> College High. Dan Wetzel, rising yeah. junior power forward. Yeah. Um Dan might not even be five nine in real life, by the way. Should have, we're I make should have six. gotten. I should yeah. have been paid. If, yeah, if no, I knew there was some cash, and I would have practiced better. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so what what happens on the campus of School X when it when it becomes public in federal court that they were trying to pay you one hundred fifty thousand dollars? This isn't like a secondhand accusation. This right, is the right. coach himself. We assume what these happens? coaches are on wiretap. All we right, well, this. first like, off, what happened? pursuant to your list, if it's DePaul, there's just <laughs> cackling laughter. <laughs> I mean, what the hell, DePaul? How do you get on this list? They're not even good at cheating, all right? You, I mean, you, they should be paying you. Do you actually I mean, want to know? Because I can tell you. I know how they're on the list. Right. We're not going to. Okay, yeah, that's right. They were in I, on the Brian Bowen recruitment. Uh, yes. We'll, we'll let. They hired I've, his high school coach and they yeah. didn't get him, which then didn't get him to Pat's point. They're bad at cheating. They're bad mm-hmm. at cheating. But I, I mean, like if you're going to be on the list, you know, and it's a little embarrassing, you go, well, hey, at least we're Kansas, you know, yeah. <laughs> <We're doing> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, you know, we got to do some yeah. stuff. We're good. Uh, at cheating. If you're DePaul, you're just like, wait, what? We got a basketball team. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Terrible by DePaul. Anyway, um, what happens? I mean, I think if there's a wire tap of a coach involved in that, yeah, the coach will get fired. I mean, I think. Uh, I what mean, do you think, it, Pat? Well, I, I think that it, I can say this, that if these schools want to walk the walk, walk the talk that they constantly put out there about, you know, first of all, no, we don't know anything about it. But then secondly, oh, my God, we were so concerned with integrity. Then, yeah, they suspend the coach within five minutes and then you get around to firing him 
like very what about if it's bill self would they fire bill self they better i'm not saying this is i just throwing the name i think all the other guys would get fired i don't know if bill self would get fired i would say this about self like when you read that superseding indictment if this all happened in a vacuum say pre say september 26 2016 if a federal case came out that had tj gasnol and jim gatto paying 90 grand for billy preston for, I, I get my numbers mixed up. 20 grand, grand for D'Souza. Outbidding Marilyn for Silvio D'Souza. Um, like, if that was a scandal in yeah. a bubble, I would think the coach would get fired, right? Like, just if it was Kansas or if it was, you know, whatever, Georgetown or Washington or, you know, whatever geographic place. But I almost feel like by the time the superseding indictment came out this spring, we were so scandal-weary that Kansas actually really hasn't gotten that much scrutiny because, like, it, there, all this other stuff had happened, so they were just sort of able to. Everybody likes Bill Self. He's a good guy, right? He wins. Yeah. I don't think he. I don't think it's hard. Look, here's what I would think would get you fired: if there were hookers banging recruits <laughs> in the dorm. That would that would normally, I think, get you fired. As an intercollegiate coach. <laughs> you would think. It, it did not get It Rick was the Pitino, next one that got him. It was the, we need one more. I mean, like, Billy Preston getting 90 grand or this D'Souza's, I mean, guy, kids from, you know, not even from the United States, gets 20, whatever. Like, at least you could be like, hey, look, man, like, poor kid gets some money. Who gives a, you know, but... If you're a, you're a parent and you send your kid on a recruiting visit to a college, <laughs> you're not expecting prostitutes. <laughs> oh, actually, actually, mean, the parent of one of, one of the, dads, the recruits yeah. was expecting that and participated. One of the parents did do Yeah, yeah he yeah. was in on it. Okay, well, that dad, that Jordan was dad Mickey? of the year. Was it Jordan Mickey? I don't think so. I, think I liked him. He made else. me feel like a better dad. I mean, at least, I mean, I think that there's like, there's no redeeming quality to that. Like, I am not naive about how the world works, but just plying 17-year-olds with prostitutes, it's not – that should be fireable. If if not illegal. Like, is that legal? Yeah, no. I know. So, I know. if you win in college sports, it doesn't matter. Rick Pitino won. He's a phenomenal basketball coach. And so, I don't think anything gets Bill Self, and I don't know that there's any – I'd be surprised if Bill Self – he's too smooth – and, you know, he can, they can always just say, oh, I didn't know. Well, you These can't say just... that from an NCAA rule standpoint anymore. You can say no, that from can't. a, you know, you can say that for your own good, but the NCAA can say, well, that's too bad. We're still You're supposed to know. Well, this By is the way, thing, was, okay? Jim Gatto. It wasn't Mickey. And it took me about two full minutes to Google that because if you do Louisville scandal sex, there's so many, in father, there's so many different <laughs> things that came up. Lots it was up. not even near the first result. It was like the right. fourth page after three Googles. So, well, whoever yeah. it is, tip of the cap to that guy. <laughs> um, thank you for making me feel better about being a bad father. <laughs> I'm not that bad. Um, here's the thing. Like, they act like Jim Gatto and, like, Merle Coder, are these, like, pot... They, like they were trying, the prosecution was painting these guys, these executives, and the defense was like, yeah, Gatto makes 137 grand, and he works in the marketing department. Merlco's a part-timer. Like, you look at Jim Gatto, he's a nice guy, but he is middle management. <laughs> See, he, he's like right out of central casting, his middle management. He doesn't tell Rick Bettino, like if Rick Bettino says, hey, he's a little help here, yeah. he's going to jump, sure. you know? Like, yeah. 
he's not. You don't. He doesn't sit there and go. Oh, I'm sorry. It's going to deny. Her. I don't. Know. Oh, Bill Self's calling. Yeah, I'm not going to. You know, he probably wants help with the recruit. I'm not going to deal with that. You know, so you don't have to say anything when you're these head coaches. You no. just make it known, and the assistants do all the talking. So I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what comes out on the wire. If there's a wire on this thing, um, hopefully we get some good stuff. But uh, I, I think it all depends on whether you, uh, you're any good as a coach. And if not, you'll get rehired somewhere else. Well, all right. So uh, what set? Just one more table set for the for the listeners. What's next? What's, if this if this podcast, if they're listening to it on Wednesday morning, what's gonna what's happening the rest of the week? Uh, we are going to hear, we're going to get some secret video on Wednesday, and there's going to be uh, uh, Manish Sood, who was uh, a financial planner who flipped for the government. He's going to testify. Brian Bowen Sr. is going to testify. TJ Gasnola, AAU coach, who's kind of Gatto's kind of bag man. They actually described him as a bag man. <laughs> that was pretty funny, too. <laughs> The term bagman was used in federal court. I want to get him on the stand. What's your name, sir? Thomas uh, Gasnola. Okay. Are you What's the your bag occupation? Man. Bagman. Bagman. Yeah. I'm the bagman for Adidas. Uh, that's probably where things will. Uh, that's probably where things will go. So we'll, we will see. But um, um, I don't know. It it all depends on what you know. How much dirt do they got, and how scorched dirt do these d- d- attorneys go? But. Mm-hmm. The attorney, there's no holding back now. Like if you're facing prison, hey, rat them all out. Sure, screw it. You know, I know this. Gonna... I, I heard from at least a half dozen people invo- involved in college basketball to ask me, "Hey, can, can we watch this online anywhere? Can we see this?" Yeah. I mean, like everybody wants to know what is it's going. Terrible. on. Terrible. Federal court doesn't allow cameras, right. and they yeah. should. Like, this is a government. I mean, I don't want to get all like, uh, you know, tenth grade civics class on you, but like. <laughs> This is the people's, like, you know, we're the, we're the people. We're the yeah. government. Right. It's our courtroom. Why can't we watch? I can yeah. hear, like, the patriotic music in the background. My name is Dan Wetzel, and I approve this message. Make federal court great again. Make federal court great again. Put a damn camera in there. What are we hiding? What are we hiding? How is the judge, Dan? I was at one of his hearings, and he was a bit of a boisterous character. Boisterous, funny, a little salty, and definitely he seems to me on the side of the prosecution. He he likes the NCAA. Is that right? Interesting. Yeah, he got. I think he got. He's the one, huh? Yeah, he does. He got. He keeps saying stuff like players aren't supposed to be paid and stuff like that, and like making these little so. Whatever, but um, in case he listens to the podcast on the way to guarantee, yeah. he'll be listening sure. on the commute. Yeah, tremendous the commute guy. To the courthouse tomorrow. Yeah, very fair, very yeah. handsome. Yeah, <laughs> just don't. I don't need my ass locked up. You, yeah, this. you might get thrown in for contempt here, man. <laughs> nah, Give us a little Kaplan. sample of the jury, Dan. Like men, women, eight women, four men. Nobody knows anything about it. About All right, sports. that's pretty funny then. Yeah, like. They must be like staring off into space, right? It's it's New York. It's super diverse, you know, like yeah. very all different nationalities. It's just, you know, yeah, they're just like whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think they like the hustle. All right, here's something I think we can uh we, we can really um will divide us much like a court case. And this was Pat in the dash this week. I thought had an inspired forty yard dash. Good job, Pat. Thank you. Thank Rare you. praise from me. <laughs> uh and it consists of the worst fight songs, the worst <laughs> lyrics to fight songs, a 
I like salty, angry Pat, the music critic, even better than Pat. <laughs> The but, by the way, I'm going to cut you off, Dan. You guys, I listened to the podcast on uh, Tuesday, the overreaction Monday. It was like one big, long, 45-minute kumbaya. There was yeah, no anger. Other than Pat's rant about Bobby Petrino not shaving points barely yeah. at the end, you were way too happy. Like, we, we need to – We let down the listener. I wasn't myself. I wasn't know. myself. I, yeah. I was sober. Let, it was too much craft beer in Fiji for you, Dan. I, I don't – yeah, I don't know. I played golf all day, and I was depressed, so in my – Depression, I turned nice. <laughs> um, all right, well, let's get to the anger part. We're going to make up for it here. Yes. Uh, Pat is does is uh, Texas Oklahoma Red River uh, the Red River rivalry is it called right? Yes. We can't call it the Red River Shootout because one time no. a guy actually shot a Texas <laughs> fan shot an Oklahoma fan. Or <laughs> oh something. God! <laughs> they had to change yeah. the name. Like, well, like, <laughs> like I th- I think anybody who's that into the game. He's going to murder his neighbor, <laughs> whether it's called the shootout or the robbery. That, yeah. that was my take from it. But, you know, <coughs> hey, you know, when 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 Texas and Oklahoma are dialing back on the NRA rhetoric, you know, it was serious. So not a shootout anymore. Just a rivalry. All right, Pat, you cannot stand the song Boomer Sooner. And I got to say, I have heard Boomer Sooner played. Uh, occasionally like a hundred times in a, in a, in a five minute stretch, Norman. <laughs> yes. Over and over. It never dawned on me that a, the words, but it, please explain to us why you hate. And could you even sing Boomer Sooner <laughs> for us? So everyone know why this is a terrible song. Cause I now agree with it. I will never hear Boomer Sooner the same way again. Yeah. Hit us with the, hit us with the truth, Pat Forty. The truth is that Boomer Sooner consists of three words over and <laughs> over and over. It goes like this. Boomer sooner, boomer sooner, boomer sooner, boomer sooner, boomer sooner, and on and on and on and on. And then the second verse is Oklahoma, 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 Oklahoma. That's it. That's all they got. Every once in a while, they got an OKU in there. They got some initials. Three words. Three words. Three words. Some That's like it. earnest law student <laughs> downloaded this podcast to learn about the trial, and they're just wondering how the hell this thing took a left turn <laughs> into Pat singing. <laughs> what is the what is yeah, the well, verbal s what is the English SAT scores in Oklahoma? You only got three words <laughs> in your song. That's what? it. And best of all, well, not best of all, but to add to the idiocy <laughs> of it, they stole the tune. From Bula Bula of Yale, which is its own stupid song, Bula Bula. But they, they didn't even, they, they got three words, they don't have their own tune. Later on, somebody added another verse that is stolen directly from North Carolina's fight song. So, like, negative a thousand creativity for Oklahoma. I, I, I mean, why does Oklahoma have three words in its fight song? I don't Maybe know. They, they'll, they'll tell you these are know. the only three words that matter. Boomer, Sooner, Oklahoma. <laughs> I can't wait to picture Pat at the next Oklahoma game he covers because Lincoln Riley scores a minimum of like 72 points a game, <laughs> which ensures yeah. like 11 playings of the uh, of the very famous uh, tome here. Oh, at least. Yeah. They'll crank that thing up for first downs. Yeah. They make I mean, it Rocky Top seem subtle. Yeah, they do. Now, you also hate Cal. Cal's song. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I really can't even sing this one, but I can tell you the words – Oski wow wow, whiskey wee wee, Oli mucky eye, 
Ole Berkeley High, California. Wow. How about that's, that? That's their song. If you guys ever covered a game at Cal. You have not. Okay, I, have not. I think they have a new stadium now, but I covered one there in 2010 when Oregon was kind of running under chip. And I was intrigued by the fact that they had a knoll perched over Memorial Stadium called Tightwad Hill. Yeah, where fans are known yeah. to buy cheap tickets and produce plumes of marijuana smoke, which could make those <laughs> lyrics make a lot of sense by the third quarter. <laughs> Maybe so. Tight, Maybe. Tightwad Hill is a great thing. Yeah. But um, the Cal song is terrible. It's terrible. And, but here's how – I mean, look, that's how, how creativity challenged the uh, these schools were when they were coming up with these. Illinois actually stole Oski Wow Wow from Cal. <laughs> As if, like, it was something you want. So now they both have Oski Wow Wow in their chance. It's just astounding. <laughs> yeah, both just what them. we need. A little more Oski Wow Wow in our life. Uh, we got a uh, hey, old Miss. <laughs> Flim Flam Bim Bam. Old Miss by Damn. Uh, Texas A&M. The, the Aggie wore him. This is just unbelievable. And if, and I, I you can hear him chanting this at the game. Hullabaloo, connect, connect. Hullabaloo, connect, connect. Chickarugarim, chickarugarim. Fantastic. That sounds like someone on a submarine trying to call into port. (laughs) 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 They are pirates there, as Mike Leach told us. I don't think UMass has a fight song. Congratulations. Yeah, if you offered me $1,000 to sing the Syracuse fight song right now, I couldn't. Yeah, I don't ever recall hearing a fight song. I could do a little bit of Missouri's, but I'll spare you all. Let's play a good one. Lindsay, you got like Notre Dame. <laughs> like she just has them all ready to go. Like, she does. <laughs> this is Lindsay. Like she's she's a, awesome. She's a top. Ah, top, 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 top. <laughs> Michigan. Here we go. Yeah, see, that's a fight song. Michigan's good. One thing about these schools, they're extremely arrogant with their fight songs, right? Like the Michigan one, like we're the victors of the West, leaders in the best, conquering heroes. Hail, hail to Michigan, the champions of the West. Like, the West of what? <laughs> hey, back, you know, in the frontier days when <laughs> they, they hadn't even turned, like, Oklahoma into a state yet. Stuff like that. Yeah. Like, no no, no lack of, uh, you know, no insecurities. Yeah, no, no. Roaming around none. Ann Arbor back in the day. None. No, it's, it's uh, I mean, I, here's my question for you guys. A century ago... You know, 110, 120 years ago when these songs were being written, were people just that uncreative? Were they dumb? Or, or did that people talk <laughs> that way? Did people talk like that back then? What what the hell? That's an excellent question. Yeah, I, that, I hope that was rhetorical. We're not smart enough to answer it. Um, <laughs> well, I know. I mean, it's a good point. Like, if you say, hey, all right, we're, you know, at some point you're in Norman, Oklahoma. You got this school. You're like, hey, man, we need a song. Like, can you come up with it? And you come back and go. <laughs> Oklahoma, Oklahoma. You know, like, man, you are on your game, man. Brilliant. Yeah, you come back with that, the administration's like, love it. That's great. Yes, we're All you did was sing the state's name over and over. 
You wish they had a 28-member compliance department at that point and someone would have shot it down. Right? <laughs> somebody. God almighty. There's a somebody go, you know, I think he's just a bullshitter, man. Like, all he did was sing the... <laughs> All he did was sing Oklahoma over and over. Are the other idiots on this committee falling for this? Are we paying this guy? Now, some student in 1905 that wrote it, I can tell you that much, at least according right. to the Oklahoma site, uh, website. All right. Well, hope that guy went on to a long and prosperous life and he's listening to the podcast. <laughs> um, all right. We're going to leave the rest of the football talk to uh, the uh, race for the case, which will be coming out later this week. So subscribe so you don't miss that. Pat and Pete will break down all the games and uh, we'll be back for the overreaction Monday podcast. Leave us a review and uh, spread the word. And we will uh, talk to you guys later uh, in in our next musical edition of uh, crime and punishment. Yahoo sports. College.